Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie, and today I am joined once again by Ben. We talk all about Instagram's new releases, including one release that we are so excited about over here at Flick. So you'll want to pay attention to that one. We also talk a little bit about where we see TikTok going in the future, and I promise you, I don't hate on it too much. You know, just a little bit. So enough of my rambling intro. Let's just jump right on into the episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. I am joined, as ever, by the lovely Ben. Lovely Ben, back at it again <laughs> with uh, equally lovely Mackenzie. Oh, there we go. I like this. Look at this. Go. It's so good. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We got another awesome episode coming back to you. We were, uh, well, I haven't spoken with you lovely people in a little while, so I'm excited to chop it up once again. Absolutely. Our last recording kind of got a little messed up. Me and Ben are in two very separate places, so the internet was not working for us last time, but we're here back. Yeah, we're, we're here back again, but I shared a whole bunch of story about a catfish and so much stuff, but yeah, it was a long episode and just to hear that it wasn't recorded properly was soul crushing. So, yeah. if, but, but if the people want it, if there's enough demand, you let us know on DMs or whatever, then we'll do, we'll run it back. I'll tell the story once again, but uh, it is what it is. It was, we give the people what they want, but it was definitely, uh, it was a lot. Like, even I was confused telling the story. I could see Mackenzie's <laughs> face and she's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so there's a whole lot of tea to be spilled, but uh, we're, we're back to the social news for now. And then if you guys want that, you let us know. Yeah, it's a pretty good story, but definitely a long episode and some... Maybe like we need a timeline, we need character development, we need all of it for next time. Yes, yes, it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole lot. It's, it's a whole thing. But uh, there's, we got a ton of thing. exciting social news today. Which is back to the regularly scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the biggest news is, well, biggest news for Flick, which we're so excited about, obviously, is that Meta has finally released the API for Reels Analytics, which is so exciting that's massive and that's something that's been requested so much I, I get asked that all the time but with, with flick and then even in general so it's amazing that it's coming and it's amazing that flick is one of the first people to, to to make that happen for you we were the first but basically so tomorrow so recording this on tuesday july 5th on wednesday july 6th Instagram is actually releasing the API to every single user. However, if you don't get it immediately, do not fear. It's being rolled out to every user, so it might take a bit before you actually get it. But what this means, because I know a lot of people are going to be asking, what kind of analytics do you get? You will see all of your likes, your shares, your saves. You get to see how many people in your engagement rate. You'll also soon in Flick be able to see which hashtags you ranked on on those reels, which is huge because I know a lot of people are like, what hashtags am I supposed to be using on reels? Well, we're going to help you there. And this is something that we haven't said to anybody yet. So just to let people know and get excited about, we are bringing reels scheduling to Flick so you can auto schedule all your reels. Yeah. I pump it up. Pumping it up. You can't see me, but I'm pumping <laughs> it up because I'm, I'm fired up for it. I'm actually like genuinely excited that for me because like as someone who is obviously making content all the time, it's so strange that as a creator, one of my least favorite things is to actually like <laughs> post it manually. So it's like, this is, I'm so excited for this to actually get content out there consistently. This is going to be a game changer. And then plus TikTok's coming soon too. Yeah. TikTok's coming soon. Facebook's coming soon. 
And yeah, anything that social media managers and cre- content creators want, we're actually going to try and put it up there. So if Pinterest becomes a bigger thing, which we've talked about this before, Pinterest is slowly becoming, not slowly, is becoming yeah. the biggest competitor for Instagram, which they're not even kind of putting two and two together. I think YouTube would be sweet too, especially with the emergence of shorts. I think that's something that would yeah. be awesome as well, just to get all of your uh, vertical video needs sorted in one spot. But that also perfectly segues what you mentioned before about some, some, some news updates that we have too, with one being that with this kind of release from, from Meta when it comes to shorts, is that you're soon going to be able to fully post your shorts to Facebook as well and get them monetized from like their full monetization platform. And it's actually insane. Facebook watch. I know a ton of people that are making a ton of money through Facebook watch and no really? one really talks about it. Yeah. Like, so you actually might even follow one of the accounts. So I have a, a good friend of mine who his family owns an account called life of Sterling. It's this mass golden retriever account. Aww. It's it's huge. And they make a killing off of Facebook watch. So a lot of people, when they think of making money through videos, they always think YouTube, but Facebook watch is a sleeping giant that people may make a, a lot more money from once the real start getting into that mix too. That's Mm -hmm. so fascinating. So is it, it's the same exact content that they're making on Instagram, but they're just pushing towards Facebook? Yeah. So essentially now from this this recent update, you will be able to just integrate that to automatically go into, to it there now. Like you purpose, you can post your video content over to Facebook, but it's not, my understanding is it won't get picked up in the Facebook watch algorithm, which is how people make money. But with this recent update, you could post something from Instagram and then also post it to Facebook reels which will be integrated into facebook watch which is how you can make money from their ads platform and from the people that i've spoken to it's pretty sweet and so that's another great form of revenue that's not capped because it's not like a creator fund it's truly like you're getting a percentage of the ads that is incredible and speaking of like making more money on these platforms because obviously we have a lot of content creators that still follow us and that use our platform pinterest their creator fund is out of control. It's so good. Have you you heard about this? So of course I was scrolling through TikTok and I keep getting this person. It's the same person. I don't follow her, but she's like, here's how to make money on Pinterest. And I was like, you know what? I like money. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? And basically you only need 300 followers on Pinterest. You change your analytics. So you're a business considered a business account. And then you just start pinning things. And the more people that pin your stuff back, the more that money you could make. And one girl, she was showing that she made $29,000 in a month just on Pinterest alone. Dang. And it's just people like pinning the stuff that she's pinning, following her. She's getting more and more followers and she hasn't spent any money on ads. And their creator fund is just incredible. And they have so much money coming in from like wedding people. They have money coming Mm. in from just like home inspiration accounts and things like that, that they've got a lot of ad spend that they like can utilize and are giving to creators. And there's not enough creator, like there's a lot of creators on that platform, but not enough to where they're capping how much people can make at the moment. Dang, that's crazy. That see, that's the, there's so much, there's so many hidden opportunities. That's why I'm so excited to be in a space that we're in, because if you have a little bit of ingenuity and you are quick to move, there are yeah. opportunities all over the place that, that literally exactly reminds me of something I heard last night where there are podcasters that are basically like hacking the system within Spotify to get a ton of downloads and making money through their 
download system because wow. it's it's for the for free people who listen to Spotify like they they get ads right and so they then yeah. they get monetized back so people are doing like static sound podcasts or like sleep, like nature noises <laughs> yeah the ones I listen to <laughs> this one guy made 18 grand from his podcasts of just static noises or nature noises because of the downloads oh and how long they are right because people play them and then they go to bed right so yeah. it's like that's there's so many opportunities it's it's nuts I mean, I don't know if you saw this. I think you saw this the other day. The other day I was listening to, <laughs> it's nine hours of a black hole sound. Yes. Yeah. I remember I actually messaged you and I said, are you okay? Is this, is this a cry for help? It was. No, it was just, it's lately I need either like brown noise or just like static white noise just to work because I work, sometimes I work in a co-working space and there's like a lot of people talking around me, which is great when I feel like being interactive but mm. when I'm head down trying to finish something I need to like not have any noise I can't have any sounds around me so the white noise drowns everybody out and for some reason the thing that popped up on my Spotify was what it sounds like to be in a black hole and I'm like perfect that sounds great I was genuinely alarmed <laughs> I'm like I gotta say something but maybe I'm the weirdo maybe I should watch or listen yeah, you, Sorry. Sh you should listen to nine hours of what it sounds like to be in a black hole. <laughs> I can honestly say this with 100% certainty. I've never wondered that. <laughs> no, same, but now I know. <laughs> it's the important things for sure. I think so. I agree. But yeah, so and alongside all of these various different ways that creators can make money, I'm sure you've seen this because you are a content creator yourself, but Meta just released a bunch of different ways that creators can monetize their content that they're making. Yes. Uh, for one that I had written down here that I wanted to touch on was uh, their new creator marketplace, which is something that I think is is really cool if done well. So essentially they're trying to create like a multi-sided platform within the app that connects creators to brands. So the brands can conduct their whole influencer marketing efforts all within the app and you'd even get paid through the app. So yeah. I think that could make a ton of sense, and especially because if, if they can do it targeted, that could be a big opportunity for even smaller accounts, right? Because usually the biggest bottleneck that it's that, that's been there for brands to have activations with smaller accounts has been just the logistics. Whereas if this can all be there within one place and make it super easy to find, connect, and pay with you, that could be game-changing for small creators and something that really got me fired up because there's so many people that have really connected communities that aren't huge and they lose out on opportunities from things that could be really impactful. Absolutely. And the other one that I really liked that they're doing is that they're not going to be taking any fees from creators when people subscribe, when people use the badges and things like that. They're not taking oh, any fees. Really? I didn't even know that. That's massive. Yeah. So they pushed it back. They were going to start doing fees, I think at the end of this year. And yeah. then they push it back until 2024. So more and more people can actually build up their subscriptions and I'm hopeful, but I mean, it's meta. They're going to find a way to take the, your money. But yeah. I'm hoping that maybe once 2024 rolls around and they're seeing how many people are actually subscribing, that they don't take that fee and just leave it for the creators. Because the whole, their whole platform, like obviously Facebook and Instagram, it's for content creators. It's for social media managers. And if you're taking those fees away from them, it's kind of shitty. <laughs> Yeah, so I think they need to learn from from YouTube. And so I, I guess that's kind of a contradiction because YouTube does take a percentage <laughs> of the subscriptions. But yeah, yeah. what I mean what I mean so is from this is that 
like the focus on creators. They understand that the creators drive the platform, right? It's like, it's like anything. Like you think about your favorite television network, what drives the, the network, the shows, right? And so that, that, that here is, is the creators. And I would say that's even way farther than a show because this can last for way longer. It's far more connected. Yeah. There's so many more touch points. So, so if they don't fix the emphasis on creators, I think Instagram is going a long way to try to do that, but it's, it's Zuck that scares me. And so I actually yeah. just saw a recent <laughs> article where he, a quote from him was saying, there's way too many people here that, that shouldn't be here anymore. So apparently they're, he's cleaning house and, uh, oh boy. coughing some th- things off. So yeah. Oh, I don't was know. that it's, the, was that the release? Like the leaked, uh, papers? So. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that's what it was. And so basically said that he see, he seems so intense, but I, I really hope they have the right people there for these content-driven platforms to understand that creators are the future of it. And that's why I, I've i put so much of my time into YouTube is because they gotten that from day one and that's how they won. Yeah. And so, because I, I honestly, like, this, this, this may be a wildly controversial opinion, but I actually, so much more so, especially as of late, I, I skew on, like, liking Instagram more than TikTok. Oh, same. Because a lot of people, they, they like they like, oh, they get so infatuated by these numbers. And then whenever I, I always say, I play devil's advocate, they're like, oh, TikTok's so much better than Instagram. I'm just like, okay, but can you build a business on TikTok? It's real hard to do. Yeah. Can you get someone off of TikTok? Real hard to do. Can you DM someone on TikTok? No. So it's like, it, it's a great platform for the platform. It's actually really bad for creators. Whereas Instagram has so many more tools and touch points. And there, there are people building huge businesses with a small following on Instagram. Opposite yep. is true on TikTok. There are people with millions of, of followers making no money. Yeah. I mean, I there was one girl or not even a girl. It was a business that I saw on, in, or on TikTok. And it was just mm-hmm. when I was scrolling. And as I'm scrolling, I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And yeah. then I forgot to like save it or something. And I was like, oh, I'll find it later. Closed down the app. And then a couple of days later, I was like, oh, man, who was that girl? And them. then like trying to scroll, trying to scroll, trying to find it, can't find them anywhere. And so it's like you said, it's really hard because I f- feel like I would have found it a lot easier to find them on Instagram. Yeah, I, it's so strange that I, I, this has been something that's been brewing in my head for a while. But now I've been like doubling down on it as of late because like as a creator, for it to be sustainable, there has to be some monetization element. Like there, there just yeah. does. And I think that not only from a f- on platform perspective, which I think Instagram is getting better and better at, but you can sell there so well, like even like a high ticket service because of all the different features Like you can go. And this, this still blows my mind to this day. Like you can go find exactly who you want to talk to and go interact with them. Like you literally can go find your dream client, your dream customer and send them a DM. Like that's insane. So it's like, and they'll see it. Unlike TikTok, they'll actually freaking see it. And everybody reads their DMs. So, and this piece, okay, so like I get hundreds and hundreds of DMs and I work with people all the time who get way more than I do. Everyone reads their DMs. I have a good story for this. So I was listening to this podcast. It's about Taylor Swift and her like- her 4th of July parties that she has every year. But anyway, so she, this person was saying that at one of these 4th of July parties she has in Maine, I think, I don't know. Anyway, there's a house right next to them. And there was a bunch of people at this house next to her house during her 4th of July party. And the people at the house knew she was having her party. So they sent Carly Kloss, who was also, who was at that 4th of July party, 
they sent her a DM on Instagram and was like, hey, we're your next door neighbors next door like right now. And we know you guys are having this 4th of July party. Do you mind if we come over? And they let them. They let them. Like she looked at the DM. So like you said, everybody's checking their DMs. She saw it and was just like, yeah, come on over. And that is also an art form, though. So I will say that, first of all, don't sleep on DMs. Do them like crazy. But two, learn the art form. Because if if you can get good at crafting a DM and understanding how it's going to be consumed, because that's the issue. So many people, why they don't get responses is because they say like, hey. I'm like, I'll get so I get so many of those, and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this, bro? So it's like, as someone who started hey. his whole career through cold DMs, don't ever say hey. Like, there's a, I've developed a very clear formula. First of all, think about how it's going to be consumed. So like, see how it looks when you send once when you receive something similar. Like, what is visible, and make sure you prioritize that real estate. So like, make yeah. that eye catching. Then after that, have a very specific ask. Like, what do you want to achieve? Like, what is what is the desired outcome, right? And typically, it's either a yes or a no, yeah. some sort of action. And then yep. be very clear and succinct and make it all about them. If you do that, your success rate, going through the roof. DMs with Ben. <laughs> How I to could, slide in somebody's DMs I could ben. I can make a DM course, but I'm actually really bad at sliding in girls' DMs. I'm not good <laughs> at that. But from a business perspective, whew, your boy gets replies. I, mean, I was going to say, that's... That sounds very similar to how you should like DM a woman as well or DM anybody that you're interested in. Do a hook, do your ask, and then do a CTA. (laughs) See, but in the business world, points of value are universal. For girls, it's so nuanced. Cause it's like yeah. so many like for so many girls, they're like yeah. very status driven. For others, they want someone to be funny. Like there's it's it's, it's it's like it's a real <laughs> crapshoot. Like you could throw one line out there, and then to one girl you're hilarious, and then you throw it to the next girl, and you're like, "Oh my god, he's disgusting!" Like you don't know what game you're playing. So it's like you you kind of gotta risk it to get the biscuit, I guess. But it's it's a it's a code I have not yet cracked. But when well, that when I figure that out, it's the next lesson. Yeah, it's gonna be your next course. It goes down in the DMs with Ben. <laughs> Just me like stunting with Yo, with some no. beautiful ladies. It's a great photo app for you. Yeah. Well, thank you for my next course idea. But, but in all seriousness, back to the, like, de- goes down in the DMs. And if you are a creator listening to this or you're a social media manager, th- there's so much opportunity to expand your business. And I think that's probably the most slept on things that everyone obsesses over content to drive their business. If yeah. you don't have, have a current revenue figures where you should focus on outbound things until you have enough money where you can then build brand. I think so many people go the other way around and then they're a year into their business and their revenue totals like can't even support themselves. And it's obvious. It's like, you're not bringing people in the door. Yeah. Right? You're not engaging any of your audience. And that's the biggest thing. Like people aren't responding to comments anymore. People aren't responding to the DMs that they have. And that is a huge area that you need to build with, like build on because community is so freaking important when it comes to your business, your client's business, anything like that. You need to start engaging with your people. 100%. I would underline that like 40 times if I could. But we so often fail to remember that this is just a people game, right? And so you think about your own behavior. Who do you buy from? People you know, like, right? And trust. And people, I think they're underselling the fact that you can build those relationships via online means. And especially now, like the more that we progress, less and less people are think that it's weird to communicate via social media. Like even my yeah. mom, like, if, like I've, I've, I've 
my mom like showed me DMs of like her talking to brands and whatnot, going back and forth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, so like That's even so someone cute. my mom's age is receptive to being communicated with and having a good customer experience. So yeah. much like as a kid, I used to like knock door to door trying to sell my services and stuff. Like that's the same sort of approach. And it's one, it's one of those things where you get so good at that, that like, it's just purely a numbers game and you'll be amazed how many people will be receptive to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my mom did the exact same thing. She found a restaurant that she like really wanted to try when she came to yeah. visit me and she sent them a DM and was like, Let's go, mom. hi, I'm going to be there in London next week. Can you get me a table? I'm like, mom. Let's go. No, that's <laughs> awesome. She's a real one. That's amazing. Yeah, it was very cute. But yeah, like you said, if you can't really build or and maybe we're, we can be proven wrong. Maybe there's social media managers out there who are like, you can actually build a community. This is how you build a community on TikTok. Yeah. But from what I've noticed and obviously something that you've noticed, it's a lot harder to build a trusted rapport with your community when it's on TikTok. Yeah, and I think it totally depends on what you're selling. And I think I'm so familiar to like the higher ticket and service-based world. And that's something that I think is a lot harder to sell without relationships. And so when you don't have those relationship building tools like you do on Instagram, that becomes a lot harder to do. Where I've seen mass success with the TikTok is when people are playing like the mass game. So if they're selling yeah. like direct to consumer or, or stuff like that, because you're speaking to everyone and the level of relationship needed is so much lower, right? So you can get away with that to grow your business yeah. still. And I'm not, I'm not just purely like bagging on TikTok here. I still think it's got a, a purpose and a place, but for a business growth, I don't think it's the holy grail that people think that it is unless you're like very skilled because I, even the reach is starting to dwindle. And, and so, yeah, it's it, it just now it's, it's becoming even more difficult for that perspective, which is why so many people ran to, to it. Do you, I'm curious, do you think TikTok is better for brands or do you think TikTok's better for creators? So I think for both it is, so and here's, here's the awesome thing though, is that like brands need to be creators and creators need to be brands. Like that, that line is blurred. It's, it's one and the same. So like, if you want to be successful, the strategy is the same regardless of what you are. And so I think that TikTok is a fantastic top of funnel. That's, that's, but that's where it really yeah. ends. Like it's a, it's a great yeah. awareness tool, right? So like, how do you get more touch points? And there's the, the, the rule of seven in marketing where it's like people need seven touch points before they decide anything about you. And so yeah. That could be a great way to get those three, four, five touch points and then hopefully get them somewhere else. But besides that, it's become such a smaller part of my strategy or even like anything I advise for clients and whatnot, just because I've spoken to too many people that I would have assumed were making crazy money and it's not moving the needle. And I'm just like, wow, really? Seriously? Yeah. So. yeah. One of the content creators that I know on TikTok, she has, I want to say like 1.4 million on TikTok. Yeah. And she makes like 10 bucks a month from TikTok. That's it. This is what, this is what I'm saying. Like if, you, if you had 1.4 million on YouTube or even Instagram, you mm -hmm. are making, making bank. bank. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm sorry, what? And she showed me her creator fund. She's like, yeah, I get this many likes. I've had this much. And she's like, and I only made 10 bucks last month. And she like still works at her like full-time job, but she just makes these videos on the side. None of her coworkers know that she makes TikTok videos or has as much of a following. But I mean, she went to the mall one weekend and she had 
like people stopping her and was like, oh my God, I love your TikTok videos. I was like, you're a recognized figure. You have 1.4 million and you're not making jack shit on this app. See, I'm like freaking out of my seat right here because like this, <laughs> like my thesis for like existence is the like the fact that we are early in this. Like people don't understand how how big this stuff is. It, like it's insane. So anybody who thinks that they're late to this social media party, no, we're still so early because big mm-hmm. money hasn't realized this. So once they do, and once corporate starts to like understand that this is the future, this is now and the future, people like your friend, like th- there will be totally different situations. So it's like, yeah, that that's exciting to me and also a huge problem, but yeah. it's one that can be solved if you're strategic because so like if she were to be a little more proactive in terms of like her ability to grow the business off of it, then there's yeah. huge opportunity there. But I think obviously it would be nice if TikTok were to factor some of that in. Because I know the people who are crushing it on YouTube, even with YouTube shorts, they're charging a ton for ad placements within their shorts. Oh, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you're getting a few million views per TikTok or whatever, like that's absurd. Like I don't yeah. think people, I don't think people realize that. So it's like these kind of people need to find like more business driven people. I think that's like the biggest issue right now is that there are so mm-hmm. many great creators, but not enough operators working with creators, yeah. which is like a, a hole that I've been trying to fill because I'm like, there's so much <laughs> opportunity and and the brands that get this get it. And obviously, Flick is one of we are one of those brands because we're driven off of it. But it is the future, and I I truly think the next wave of billion dollar brands will be built within the next five to 10 years off the back of true creator investment, whether that's in-house, collaboratively, through influencers, like whatever it may be. I I genuinely believe that. And I do think like if there's any social media managers in here who are listening to this or any content creators, think of different ways that you can make these TikTok videos and like garner some kind of more engagement or showing your product more and just showing yourself like your brand, yourself, whatever you're selling within the first few seconds of that video, because you're going to get a lot more people interested and engaged. And that's the way you're going to make money on these apps. Because if you're not actually selling anything and you're just getting thousands and thousands of views, yeah, you might just be doing it for fun. And that's great. Like, cool. Like we all start, we start our Instagram off of something just because it's fun. And then we've grown influencers from it. But if you're actually on these apps because you want to grow your business or you want to grow your client's business, make sure you're doing a call to action at the very beginning, get them interested and start showing your products first. And that way people will actually want to engage with your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people go wrong where they feel like they don't want to put the product in any of their content because they're not getting paid for it yet. But sometimes it's the best way to start getting paid for it is to work the content in organically. Because if you just, and I've tried to think of this more myself is like, if you just think about the things that you love and factor that into your content, you're sharing more of you, which is more relatable. And then also like you're integrating this into part of your brand. And so maybe eventually like the the brand that you actually use, maybe they don't like working with you, but you then can say, I have an audience. They see that I use this. You can go to their competitors. Like someone's going to bite. Someone's going to say yes. Yes. And then if, if you're strategic about this, like I think not enough creators or social media people in general are, are thinking long enough term. Like I think so many people are in the brand deal mindset. Whereas like from day one, when I was a broke kid, I was always like, I'm broke. So I want to try to think long-term. Like I'd rather be comfortable five years from now than get a bit of money today. And then, 
and then it all be over. So if you can start thinking from day one about longer term, like find partnerships, like build something that is sustainable and, and longer lasting. And that may even come from a smaller brand. Like let's say a terrible example, but let's say like you want to partner with like Gymshark or whatever, obviously they're massive, but there's probably a ton of up and coming athleisure brands that maybe you could be the face of, or like with. one of the yep. face of exactly where maybe you get equity or you get a, a lifetime partnership, like that kind of stuff. If you think more long-term and grow with people, which is, that's, that's actually exactly what I did with Flick. So, and so the proof is in the pudding. I'm still here guys. So it works. <laughs> Just listen to Ben. He knows what he's talking about. So if you can find brands that align with you, that's when the best content comes from it now. And I think a lot of people get discouraged yeah. because one or two brands will say no, but the brands that get it, get it, they get it. They get it. The girls that get it, that get it. They get it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, it's so important. And then especially if you are, like Ben said, if you are looking for those brand deals in the future and you can't get somebody like Gymshark, start like small with like buying your own product. Because if you like it and you're wearing it all the time or you're using the item all the time, then just start talking about it. And that brand will eventually start hearing about you. There's no way that they sure. won't because they're always doing their own social listening where they're out there on social media trying to figure out who's talking about them, who's researching them, what hashtags their competitors are using or hashtags that their users are using. They will find you and they will see your videos and they will be like, oh my God, this person's amazing. We must talk to them. So just... Start doing things that you actually like and posting about it. And eventually it'll come back around. It usually always does. 100%. And I also think that it makes creation a lot easier because you don't have to think about it. It's just the things you already do. And that's yep. something that I've done such a terrible job of as my career as a content creator. And it's been a big focus for this upcoming year is just sharing more of the things that already happened because they open up doors organically, right? If you're just going through and because I, I use some stuff all the time but I'd never talk about it, which is stupid because it's like, that's part of you. And then the second someone else has a similar interest, they're like, oh, like I like this guy now. I like yeah, him more. Yeah, yeah. And then that's so powerful. I, I, Gary Vee has this analogy where, and it, this, this was a massive light bulb moment for me, but he basically said that people love people they can resonate with. And that's why social media and, and creators have blown up. And he said that his favorite wrestler growing up was his favorite wrestler because they both had a bald spot on the same spot in their head. Oh, that's cute. That was it. That was <laughs> it. And then that's a lifelong fan. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that is crazy. And then you have that kind of influence as a creator too. So maybe they know you share that story where like you're a huge fan of uh, GT's kombucha, you know, and maybe I'm holding that up. You guys can't see it, but I'm holding it up. And, and like maybe someone else is like, oh, I love that stuff too. And then boom, lifelong fan friend. Good stuff. God, I'm now like thinking back to every single person that I followed that I'm like, oh yeah, I followed them because they liked this thing that I liked. It's so true. Like we are, if you break it down, that's why I think if you work in social, you're doing yourself a disservice, not studying like human psychology and Nature, like evolution. Yeah. yeah. Because we are pack animals, you know what I mean? And, and what who do we associate with the, those that we are similar with? It's true though. As somebody who is an Enneagram number four, who likes to be as unique as possible. This is blowing my mind that I'm not unique in any way, shape or form. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing. I think that's also very, very freeing is the fact that we are wildly similar in so many aspects, but 100%. we're similar enough in so many aspects that we would come collectively together, but we stay because we're all unique enough to want to stay, learn from each other and grow with each other. Like I think that's yeah. the essence of community is we come together with a common interest 
And then we work collectively together on a common goal because we complement each other. Again, it's just like, can you truly build that on TikTok? In some ways, maybe, yes. Like we're seeing it. I recently followed this woman because she found a bunch of cats in her new home and now has been taking care of them. And I feel like her community has definitely grown because people are sending her cat food and like all this kind of stuff. So in some aspects, there's like a community side on TikTok. But again, we've talked about this numerous times and I really hope somebody comes forward and is like, nope, you guys are both wrong. Here's exactly how you grow a TikTok community. But I still see it strictly on Instagram. So yeah, and so actually, I'm going to play devil's advocate to our own point we made in this podcast. So like, I think, please do. <laughs> I think there's like there's two ways where you can still develop community at scale and do so quickly on TikTok. And the first way is either to be unique, so something that no one's seen before, which was way easier early in TikTok. It becomes yeah. more increasingly difficult day over day. Secondly, is if you have the pulse on a very specific archetype, a community. Like if you have a pulse on like their subculture. That can also work too. And so like, there's a lot of things that we're working on at Flick that I'm really excited to see how that can pop because there's a lot of people who have really struck a chord with specific groups and then that can be what pops them off, right? Because if you yes. really hit with someone, then it opens up to the masses. So I think those are the two ways. You either got to really get the pulse and the subculture or be unique. And so I think the cat thing is falls into the unique category. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, it, but for anyone listening to this, you could probably absolutely hit, hit, hit the nerve on a specific subculture or group and if you really get it, you really speak their lingo, like that is the, the ticket, that is the key. And there's a lot of creators that understand this stuff. And so they go to places where a lot of these underground communities and cultures are built. And it's different platforms for, for different communities, but like Reddit is a huge tool. I'm sure things like Pinterest are a huge tool. Like going Absolutely. off platforms is sometimes the most effective way to get that pulse and then bring it in there. Because a lot of times, especially for written word, there's tons of people who, who would be great content creators, but they live in forums like Reddit because they don't feel comfortable putting themselves out there. So some of the best and like most groundbreaking movements in culture start from people that aren't comfortable sharing it, which is like the weirdest thing. Absolutely. So you could so go there, learn from it, take your inspiration, do it your own way through video and boom. Done. It's for the culture. Done and dusted. That is how you do it. You know what? This is, here's, I'm going to do my own little thing. And I'm going to challenge myself Let's see for the next month Ooh. to try to build, yeah, to try to build a TikTok community and see if I can do it. See what it takes. I'll do, I don't know, because I like restaurants. I go to new restaurants once a week. Ooh. I'll do a restaurant like around London, like new places to try. And I'll do, I'll post every single day and I'll try this to build myself a little community. This is content. We're going we're gonna to talk about this on TikTok. We're going to talk about this on YouTube. But I think that'll... I think I'm we'll excited see. to see the results. It, it'll work. Yeah. It'll be interesting just to see like if, because I, I feel like I'm shitting on TikTok every single week and that's not it. I love TikTok. I love scrolling it. I'm not scrolling as much as I used to, which I find really interesting. And I don't know if it's because they're serving me content that I'm not as interested in right now, but yeah, I don't want to keep shitting on it and saying that there's no possible way that you can build a community because I don't think that's true. But I'm just curious how a community gets built and if it's like a similar community style to Instagram, which I love so much. I still think it's totally possible. I just think that the the financial or the business outcomes from that community development is harder to, to see and actually translate. But I do think there's opportunity and I'm excited to see the community <laughs> that you manifest. 
just just a bunch of people wanting to try restaurants around London. There's so many. I'm sure there's a ton of people that want to do that. I love food. I love food too. And hey, when I'm back in London, I'll know where to go now. Like that's yeah. You're, just follow my TikTok. You're, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work. Oh man. All right. Well, that is sadly all that we've got time for today, that's which it. makes me really sad. Yeah, it is. But, but hey. Next time. You got to tune in next week to see how far along I've gotten on my TikTok. I'm excited. I'll, and is it- I'll say all this and then I probably, I'll like forget to post and then I'll be like, oh no, I forgot I was supposed to do that. All right. So then you heard that here first, folks. We got to make an accountability <laughs> group for Mackenzie. We all got to spam her if she hasn't posted on TikTok that day. It's true. You should. You should do that. But thank you so much. Please give us a like and a subscribe and a five-star review because that would just make me so happy. You know what would make me the happiest is if you would share this with your other social media friends because we want to help as many of you as possible. So if you could share it with one other person that you think would maybe like this episode, find it funny, think I make no sense, whatever it may be. So (laughs) go ahead and and share it with them. That would be wonderful. Also, follow us over on Instagram. We are at flick.hashtags and follow us on TikTok at flick.social and also follow our newsletter because it's pretty great and it comes out every Tuesday. So that's awesome. Do the the things. (laughs) All right. We will talk to you next week and thank you so much for listening. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye.